Life is a game of connect the dots on many levels. And when it comes to business, being aware of those connections, great and small, can often mean the difference between success and failure. So if you're ready to wake up your networking potential and create the life you want, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Awake in the Network podcast, where destiny happens. Brought to you by Networking Publishing, books and more that make the world better. Here are your hosts, Billy Dexter and Melissa G. Wilson. Hello, good morning. Hey, Billy, how are you doing today? I am fantastic. I am looking forward to, to getting into this conversation. I can't wait. Yes, and this is the beginning of what I know will be a wonderful journey for us, but even more importantly, the folks out there, the people out there, anyone out there, anywhere in the world that cares about making great connections that can last a lifetime. And so I'm really honored today to welcome Tania Davis, who is part of this wonderful NetWorld web uh, where we make our net work. And Tania is now working with, I'm going to introduce the, the, the organization she's working at now first and then tell you a little bit about her. But she's working at NORC at the University of Chicago. NORC conducts research and analysis that decision makers trust. It's uh, as a nonpartisan research organization and a pioneer in measuring and understanding the world NORC has studied almost every aspect of the human experience in every major news event for more than eight decades. They partner with government, corporations, and nonprofit clients around the world to provide the objectivity and expertise necessary to inform the critical decisions facing society. Now, that fits, and you'll see why as we discuss, the art and science of making wonderful connections. And Tania is the uh, CHRO, and um, she has a wonderful background. She has worked in HR. Um, she also has recently come on as a client of NetWorlding, working on a book, a wonderful book on servant leadership. So positioning her as this amazing thought leader. Hi, Tania. How are you Hi, today? I'm doing well. Thank you. Good, good. And, and I, I'd love you to add any other uh, extra things about you you'd like to add to, to form the context for our great conversation today. I think you covered it well. Um, I'm very passionate about serving leadership and conducts a lot of research around the topic and um, can't wait to put it all in one book and, and share it with the world. Very excited to uh, have this conversation today, and, and particularly with a longtime friend who uh, we uh, just uh, recently got reconnected. And as we started to, you know, curate this whole podcast, um, that connection point that we recently had was. Uh, literally at the top of our list and wanting to share with um, the listeners around the, this podcast of being awake in the network and how that converges 
and to create amazing opportunities. Um, so I think it would, would be great to, uh, to kind of start there. Um, to, for, for you, Tania, to, to describe how you felt that that reconnection uh, happened and, and what it meant for you. Oh, absolutely. I call them several God wings. But before I go there, Billy, I probably should go back in time about 20 years when you and I first yeah. met. <laughs> you know, uh, and of course we're yeah. not I was only 12 not. back then. <laughs> That's right. I, I was going to say, we do time travel here always, so expect that, <laughs> listeners. Exactly. Right. Uh, so Billy and I met about 20 years ago. I was working at CNA, and we were introduced by Marla Brady. Yes. who is another, I mean, she's just, Mar well, Marla was a wonderful light. And Billy was with the National Black MBA Association. Yes. So that was our first connection. And then over time, uh, thank goodness, Billy never changed his phone number. I would connect <laughs> with Billy you know, either to network, get career advice, or just thought leadership. And so he's always been one, a great steward and a great friend. And I can always get, you know, authentic and, and true information there. And so fast forward to uh, last year, 2022, um, I was actually filling in for a friend at a speaking engagement um, because she had something come up and she said, can you just fill in? It was last minute. And I said, sure. And so, you know, I would say in that moment, being present and standing in for a friend, um, and I was early, and if anyone knows me, they know I always arrive early. And so I thought I would stop in Nordstrom's. Of course, they have a lovely shoe department. And before <laughs> I can before I can hit the second level, I almost ran Billy over, running to the escalator. I said, "Oh my gosh, Billy Dexter!" <laughs> uh, and literally, when you say Billy, you have to say Billy Dexter. Right? <laughs> I don't know why, why you know I do the same thing, and everybody else does the same thing too. I I think it's just both names flow together. It really do. And so we just started this conversation and Billy said, yeah, I'm writing a book. Okay. Of course I was not surprised. I'm like, you're writing a book. And so he started explaining just the whole journey of that. And I said, wow, that's just so powerful. And uh, I said, yes, yeah, for such a deserving person. And he said, yeah, and Melissa. So he started talking about Melissa and I said, wow, she sounds amazing. I said, I would love to meet her. So Billy introduced us. And um, and meeting Melissa, and I've said this to several folks, you know, it is so powerful when you meet someone that can literally finish your sentence and it's the first time meeting. I mean, she <laughs> totally, totally got it. Um, and what I thought would have been a laborious, you know, process, it really was not. And it speaks to when when everything is aligned and when people are in sync and when the passion for the same body of work is in place, you can really come out with some outcomes with some very powerful things there. Um, so I, I found that to be uh, very inspiring and just being present, I think, to uh, interactions, introductions, situations. Um, I'm always listening for how I can help or how I can you know, show up to make a situation better. Um, but in this situation with Billy, as always, you know, Billy has always been present whenever I've called or whenever I sent an email. And anyone that knows Billy, they all say the same. They describe Billy the same way. He's a great guy, great listener. <laughs> Billy helped me here or, or Billy introduced me to this person. Um, 
but, but you hear all the accolades and, and it's consistent and it's just authentically who he is. It's, well, it's Tania, well put. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, uh, I appreciate that. I, I actually, let me add a little texture to that connection because I, I agree with um, everything you said. Um, but, but, but there was, there was a little more to that. Yeah. You were going to get some shoes. I was, I was rushing out cause I was late to get to an appointment <laughs> and we literally almost ran into each other. Yeah. Uh, and we hadn't seen each other in a few years. And in a matter of a couple of minutes, I mean, we just, this amazing connection almost when I think about it, almost like everything else stopped in the store and you and I were at the bottom <laughs> of the escalator talking. But yes. what happened, but what happened during that time uh, was that uh, it took us a few minutes just to catch up. But then these am amazing connections. Uh, you were in the process of talking to Nork about the opportunity and yep. the search firm that presented it to you was who? Your search firm. Right. I <laughs> <laughs> just struggled. So, 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 we're, so we're talking about that and I go, wow, so um, who are you working with? And then, of course, I knew that person as one of my colleagues. So she's talking to me about that. And uh, we're catching up and she tells me that she's working on her PhD and I'm really excited for her. And um, uh, and then that's when I started to talk about, uh, oh, she said, yeah, I hope to write a book. And I said, really? <laughs> so tell me more about that. And uh, she talked about servant leadership. And, and so we dove into that. Uh, and so what you didn't know was that, uh, one, a, a, as being in a network, part of the way that I approach, whether it's a connection or a reconnection, is, is trying to be active in listening, but also trying to figure out how can I be helpful. Um, and so as we were talking, and you start talking more about the book. And then I told you about the book that I wrote. And then I talked about Melissa. And what you didn't know was that I was trying to gauge how serious, how committed were you to this? Because I, I and, and, and Melissa knows this, that I, um, uh, I, I screen people. <laughs> I, think I, I think I even told you this, Tania. I said, well... Listen, I don't want to make the connection until you are really yes, you serious about that. <laughs> yeah. And so so you convinced me right there on the spot that, man, this would be an amazing connection. And and and, and the rest from that is is, you know, uh, history in the making, as you would say. Yeah. So but but there was uh, there was this convergence of a lot of things happening at one time. And that's and that's kind of the basis of this podcast, being awake in the network. And when those when those connections happen, that you just don't walk away and say, wow, that was great to see Tania. Or man, that was good to see Billy. No, that was a powerful moment. And for me, I walked away saying, okay, what do we do with this next? Mm. And so what happened next, Billy, is that I shared it with some 
of people that I know. Sound like a whole, (laughs) like like an an amazing number from a networking standpoint. (laughs) And I carried what I call a gift, the gift Mm -hmm. you gave me, I shared that gift with others that also have a passion for birthing their body of work. And, you know, I I think it's almost like a responsibility we have, right? I look at it as I'm given a gift and how can I share that with someone else so that they too can have the experience um, or at least exposure to what I was experiencing. And literally the three of us ladies had the same reaction (laughs) as, as it relates to meeting Melissa for the first time. And then in talking to Melissa, Melissa knows John St. Augustine. I worked with John St. Augustine. And he works with us now, who is our, at least John, you can say hi for one moment. Yes, I'm here. I'm listening to my protégés here and my children (laughs) learning the art and craft of podcasting. But uh, this is so great. So here I am listening to all the connecting stories that you all have. Then I'm pulling back going, look at the connect the dots. Mm -hmm. I, I first met Melissa G. It's 20 plus years. Right. And (laughs) your first book came out, Angels in the Workplace. I was on the radio in Michigan and I was struck by the title. And that's what you do. You do great books. And so we did that. And then then one thing led to another and led to another. And then I didn't hear from you for about 10, 12, 14, 15 years. And maybe (laughs) maybe 10, 12 years ago, you were starting your book project uh, journey. And -hmm. I went to a small workshop you had like a, a meet and greet kind of thing. And I thought, well, isn't that interesting? And so that went to the next thing and to the next thing, next thing. And so, once again, we kind of diverged in the wood and came back and thought about this podcast idea. And I said, well, that's kind of what I do, doing radio 25 years. And so you're talking about the concept and the idea. And we, Billy and I and you, we spoke last week. And then you tell me the first guest is Tania Davis. <laughs> and I'm saying, really? And so I go back to, uh, back to 2004 when I met with a small Time team. Time travel again. Uh, again, right. Right back to 2004, myself, our friend Abe Thompson, okay. and a couple other uh, folks met with uh, Oprah and Tim Bennett at the time about doing the Oprah Radio Network. And they said, yes, but we don't know anything about radio. I said, that's why I'm here. So anyway, it evolved. <laughs> Two years later, in 2006, Abe walks me into Tania Davis's office <laughs> and says, Tania, this is John. Like, we're supposed to know each other already. <laughs> And we worked together for four years, and uh, it was a great thing, great experiment, great time. Highest paid internship I ever had in radio, let's put it that way. (laughs) And then all these years later, here we are talking again on a platform and technology that didn't exist when I started in radio. So it's pretty amazing. Wow, wow. And that's the the power of the the network. one of the things uh, that that we did, and Tania, you, I don't know if you re- will remember this. At the end of that connection that we had, um, and it's something I've been trying to practice. It was it was really clear to me that I wasn't there to pick up my tailoring. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I came there to pick up my tailoring. Mm-hmm. But it was real clear to me that I was supposed to reconnect with Tania that day at that time. Oh, absolutely. And so after that connection, I don't know if you remember, I, I said to you, 
And I and I think I hesitated a little bit because I'm always very cautious. I said, Tania, I think this was supposed to happen. Yes, um, you did say that. And, and and so so part of being awakened in network is how do we capitalize on those uh, scenarios? Um, how do we make sure that those are real? Did I lose? Well, one of the things you said, Billy, okay. is be present. Yes. You know, I mean, no matter. I mean, again, I've known you for over twenty years, and I've always known you to be present. And it's just something about being present. And like you said, you listen, you had discernment, and then you're looking for those intersections of, of where they're supposed to uh, connect and align. And that's a gift. I, I, I rarely see people know how to do that. Well, thank you. Yes. Um, and it's and something that Melissa and I have talked about because we, we have almost a 20 year relationship as well. And when I think about it, and Melissa, you know this from all of our conversations, Tania, that's been a constant theme in my life. Um, and so, as you said, you know, I considered a, a blessing uh, and a gift. And, and part of receiving that gift is you got to give it back to other people. Amen. And I like I like the I theme I like the theme of the gift here and anyone looking at improving their networking skills by understanding that the gift should keep on moving along. And one of the things I want to point out here in this in this amazing thing that, that occurred with you, Tania, was very seldom do people just turn from one connection point to then, you know, sharing the gift with such um, intention. And I know that you are focused so heavily on setting intentions. Can you share how intention setting helps with your networking? You know, it's almost a responsibility. I feel I have a responsibility to share mm -hmm. because I'm given, you know, and what I receive, it not only helps me holistically, it helps a broader audience in, in whatever I'm, I'm serving at that time. And to share that with someone else so that they too have the experience. And just think about it. If just five people share something to help someone else do something better or expand or whatever they're doing at that time, and then that five shares another five, we would have a spread of goodness all over the place, right? Mm -hmm. And so for my intention, one, is to create the goodness that I receive and share it with someone else that they too can experience it and expand in, in, in how they're trying to grow. Uh, and that's very mm -hmm. important to me. Um, yes. Like Ellie, anyway, being yeah. present is important and listening for how I can help. Um, and if, and if I can, I mean, and Billy said something that was really important is, you know, mm -hmm. having the discernment to determine if this is for that person, right? Mm -hmm. Every, yeah. every gift is not for every person. So knowing yeah. what I'm supposed to share, um, and then acting on that. And what about the, this also is something I see both in you and Billy is this, 
very clear action step. So it's, it, mm-hmm. it, I think that that makes a big difference. Like, like you said in the beginning, Billy, not when you network with others, they don't always take action at that point. So it's so important to do that. And you do it so well, both of you, because you, you make it clear to the other party that they actually have to do something in order to keep the net working. Does that yeah. make sense? Yes. I, know, I know that fits with, with Billy. And I don't see a lot of people, I don't see, or I should say, I see very few people taking, making that af- effort to get the, the people that they're talking to actually moving forward. And to Nia, one of the people that you connected me with, I won't mention her name. I love <laughs> that she said, and, and Tania said, you know, you've got to go do this now. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so imagine that in your network when you've got people like that and the power of that, like you said, it's so what I'm hearing is sharing the gift, the idea of the gift is is something that really ripples, you know, and, and you should do it with a lot of... Um, uh, Clarity and conviction, if you will, and selflessness. I, and I think selflessness. that's a large part. Yes, you know, yes. I think that's a large part of it too. You know, when you hear an idea that's not your own, but you know it's a great idea, how can that's I help beautiful. this person birth it? Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's a large part of it too. I, I get excited when others grow. I get excited when someone, mm-hmm. yes. you know, especially in NHR, you know, you you hire someone into their dream job. I get excited watching people flourish and grow. And I think it's just something powerful about when someone starts at point A and then they move through whatever their trajectory is and then they get to where they think their uh, end point is and like, wow, I did it. And you're like, wow, you know, I was part of that journey. How exciting is that? Yeah. You know, I, I, I like to see more of that, right? I love that. And and this whole thing about being selfless, Billy and I constantly are having conversations that focus on how he is strategic, but I always emphasize this is not about manipulation. And mm-hmm. Tania, you and I talked about this too. My greatest joy in life, and it... it to me, it resonates with the book Angels in the Workplace because there were 49 stories in that book of people who understood these spiritual beliefs and they were faith, hope, charity, courage, truth, trust, and love. To me, those seven beliefs and, and practices, if you will, on a daily basis make for really good networking because you know, the, there's, no, there's nothing from what I hear you saying, and I know Billy says, nothing that gives you more joy than seeing somebody succeed and that you got to be a little part of it. Yeah, yeah. So, Tania, how do, how do you help other people see this same thing? Uh, or, or how do you help them embrace this concept around the gift and and the importance of being a servant leader and giving back to others so that they 
can see it the same way that you see it. How do you how do you do that? So that's interesting, right? Because sometimes it is not as deliberate as I would like. Um, but typically, if I share information or if I'm helping someone connect, I always say, you know, you should think about how you give back. And, and so when they say, thank you, Tania, for doing X, Y, Z, my only ask, and I always end with, my only ask is that, know you gift someone else you know along the same lines and that's how you continue keeping the movement going and i say because if you stop if it stops with you then we just broke the cycle of goodness and so i i you know i kind of and i always make light with things that i think it's just easier for people to connect with but that's what I, i i end with that i don't you know a lot of times people say, well, what can I do for you? Yes. Um, my response to that question always is, how can you help someone else have a great experience? Or how can mm-hmm. you help someone else have the same exposure? Or how can you help someone else move forward in their um, career trajectory or, or whatever they're working on? And um, I have found, you know, for people that have never done that, like literally that's where they get stuck. So I'm like, well, what do you mean? And I said, well, you know, I know you know someone else that would love to do what you're doing. Yes. Birds of a feather flock together. So I'm sure there's someone else that would like to do what you're doing. So how Mm. can you help them the same way that I'm helping you? Just keep it going. So I encourage, I encourage, you know, for people that are comfortable with it, you know, they know exactly what it means. For people that are not, you know, I encourage them to step out of comfort zones. I mean, all of us are learning something. You know, yeah. we're all and, you know, we're mm-hmm. on this journey. Everything's learning to some degree. And so I encourage step out of comfort zone so you can help someone else. And that's how you continue. I look at it in terms of, you know, if you look at it from more of a spiritual perspective, you know, it's like, you know, stocking. It's like you're blessed. You continue. You, you're blessed. Bless someone else. And yeah. it continues the cycle. And I think there's something very powerful in that. You're listening to the Awaken the Network podcast with Billy Dexter and Melissa G. Wilson, brought to you by Networlding Publishing, books and more that make the world better. Well, and I, I've kind of, you know, taken it uh, a step further in the way that I look at it is that being that I've been given this blessing, I have to, it's not even optional. I have to find ways to give it back for me to continue to receive. Mm-hmm. If I just take it and I go, okay, this is mine here, and I don't give that back, it won't come back. Right. So right. put a lot of effort and energy into making sure that I can I can give it. And, and, and in, you know, true transparency, I stumbled onto that philosophy um, because as you, you know, we write about this in a book, as we talk about networking, we talked, uh, we did surveys and came up with the top 10 reasons why people hate networking. <laughs> and, and, and one of them was this whole thing of asking someone to do something for you. Mm. Uh, and, you know, and, and as a male and particularly as a black male, that's not a, not a real go-to strategy for us. We kind of feel like, okay, I got this. And I, you know, I, I fell right into that category. So I was uncomfortable with that. But what I was comfortable with 
was trying to help other people. That I could do all day. That felt good to me. And what I discovered was that by, and that was the real secret of networking. You network to give, not to get. But if you do it right, over time, it comes back to you. Yes. Um, but that's a whole different philosophy than most people look at networking. So, you know, the that whole servant leadership thing that you talked about. Um, can, can you talk a little bit more about that? Because I, I, I find that very fascinating. Yes, you know, it's interesting. As a as an HR practitioner and as uh, a researcher um, looking at how teams thrive and how some leaders are able to mobilize teams and execute uh, with precision or engage and have stronger outcomes um, with teams, uh, I've noticed that there are certain characteristics that these leaders that are having positive results exude. And a lot of it is around how they engage with their team, how they authentically build connections for people to feel included, inclusive, you know, creating an inclusive environment where they feel they're understood that all the nuances and dynamics that they bring uh, to their team. We have a very complex workplace, more so than 10, 20 years ago. And these individuals are also very good listeners. They're also great coaches, great mentors, and great leaders within their group. And so with that, they're kind of developing not just the professional, but also the person, um, you know, in, in their behaviors, their individual aspects as well. So it, it, personally and professionally, um, I've seen how employees have thrived by having this particular leadership style. And a lot of it is having just a very uh, selfless attitude around things, ensuring that individuals have an understanding of the lay of the land, understanding the uh, pulse of the organization, giving them feedback, constructive feedback, guiding them through so that they understand where they need to continue um, evolving as a professional. And when I look at 360s for organizations that were using the 360, I found it really interesting, the comments that were being shared about these particular leaders and the comments were, you know, I felt safe, I felt comfortable, I feel this person authentically is connecting and understands me. I feel that this person really wants me to learn and grow. And the output of that for the organization, of course, is retention. And, um, of course, you know, everything hits some sort of growth. But um, but more so around this person feels or these individuals were feeling that they want to stay and continue learning from that sort of leadership style. And wow. as I look at the workforce today, we have many generations and, is you know, there are different needs. And so what worked 10 years ago will not work today. People want to know you care about them. They want to know that you're invested in their learning and their development. And, uh, you know, if leaders are able to make that pivot and connect in that way, um, based on my observations as a pra HR practitioner, I see tremendous positive outcomes from that 
leadership style. It's it's so nice to see the growth of leaders like yourself bringing this to the forefront. And I'm going to wrap up with a, a question around how can people uh, at in, in any place in the workplace, whether they're in a, a startup place, whether they are in a corporate world, in the not-for-profit world, how can they take uh, both servant leadership and networking and make it more um, useful for them in their daily lives? you have any ideas on that? I think you have to know yourself first. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, where I've seen individuals really have success around this, you have to know yourself, know thyself first, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then two, you know, really pay a t- be present, be present to, and hear the need that the person is, 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 is trying to get guidance around. Um, and from there, connect the dots and walk them through the process. So, you know, whether it's a, um, you know, career plan or walking them through how to put a plan together, um, but showing the individual that if you want to get to point A, from point A to B, and these are the gaps, these are the resources that can help you get there, help them connect those dots. Because um, sometimes people don't, as Billy was explaining, they're not comfortable Mm-hmm. And, you know, establishing those partnerships, especially in the workplace. You know, mm-hmm. if I, if I need mentorship, most, most people will not say I need a mentor or they won't engage in the conversation on that level to say I need help in this area. So coaching them through the best way to make those connections to where it will benefit them. Um, I would say start there. Tania, it's been so wonderful to have you on the show, and we will definitely have you back and look forward to all the wonderful ripple of connections that you have brought to us that we know can be of benefit to others. Tania, thank you again. Uh, This is so exciting and excited to have you as part of our initial uh, podcast. Can't wait to read the book and see the great things that you're going to do. Thank you for having me. You're listening to the Awaken the Network podcast. Melissa, that was fantastic. Uh, yeah. It was it's so great to uh, have Tania on. And, and, you know, I'm just kind of buzzing that, you know, here we reconnected. And then you fast forward. We got her on a podcast. I mean, how does that happen? That, that was just amazing. Well, my my big takeaway here, Billy, was this concept of looking at your networking exchanges as gifts that you give to others and they give to you too. And so you have a uh, that also not just a a business focus, if you will, of or a career development focus it turned into something bigger and even better, more rewarding, more heart-centered. So that was my big takeaway there. And what about you, Billy? Yeah, I think as we, you know, coined the podcast, Awaken the Network, um, probably my biggest takeaway, and, and it just warms my heart, when Tania talked about how she paid it forward with several of her friends. 
Yeah. And, you know, and, and felt that she had a gift and she and was excited to give it to somebody else. And to me, that's that's always been been a goal and uh, uh, being uh, uh, happy with other people's success. So um, huge full circle moment for me and uh, a lot of uh, great takeaways. And I hope our audience can not only hear that, but feel it as well. Most importantly, yes, uh, the the feeling uh, that that and also that they can they can go out and do something today. They can start that ripple effect and and create opportunities not just for uh, themselves but for others as well. And so we thank everyone from Networlding and and also from. The, the work that we do on making your network, the art and science of career and business networking. And we look forward to seeing you the next time where we are inviting you to stay and grow your network. Check out networlding.com for new authors who want to create books that make the world better and share your unique Awaken the Network experience. And who knows, you might be our next guest.